Look, there are many reasons to bang an astronaut, but this is chief among them. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Whatever helps me get close to you. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's annoyingly pretty. It's Mark. Hey, that's kind of you. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And another thing we do is spoil the ever-living fuck out of that movie, so... Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Only the movie that we, we actually watch. We don't try not to spoil anything else, so... Um, this week, we watched 2014's It Follows, uh, and we'll be getting into that and spoiling it in a little bit, and that'll be fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, Mark, what are you drinking this week? Uh, so this is a hard movie to beer. Um, I think we can all agree... <laughs> There's like a bunch week. of teenagers, so no one's drinking beer, and uh, I don't know, it's a pretty unique concept. So I went, instead of kind of doing a plot synopsis with my beer, which is what I usually do, I commented more on the pacing. Um, I am drinking a Slow Ride by New Belgium. Okay. Fair. All right. That's, That's fair. fair enough. Yeah. Jake, how about you? I'm drinking a beer. I, like Mark said, it's a hard movie to beer, just like last week. Uh, I actually tried to find a beer that would be more along the lines of the pacing of the movie or something in that regard and i had a really tough time so what i ended up doing was going with something that was more of like a common occurrence throughout the movie i'm drinking a beer by a brewery right here in rhode island it's called revival brewing and the beer is called night swimmer because there's a lot of swimming in this <laughs> okay. movie and a decent okay. amount yeah. of it happens at night yep and what kind of beer is that i'm unfamiliar with it's uh it's actually a wheat ale, so Ooh. I'm not a fan, but I'm taking one for the team here. <laughs> yeah, you're a hero, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> and Jack, what are you drinking? I am. I uh, got this bomber here. I'm drinking. Uh, I, I also went with something that's more the vibe of the movie than than anything plot related. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, from Ten Barrel Brewing. I went with Old School um, yeah. because there's some stuff about when this movie set that's kind of infuriating and impossible to pin down but for oh the most part it's got the vibe God. of an old school movie yeah uh, kind the, of an old old yeah there's a retro so, yeah it's uh it's code 24 batch number 1 old school 10th anniversary pale ale is the official name that's of it that's a really long name for a beer yeah yeah so i just call it old school that yeah, it's pretty good that'd be accurate you don't want to botch it too quickly jack yeah well too late So it'll be January 31st uh, when this podcast comes out, right? I think so. Um, what we do over at A to Z Horror is we round up every horror movie that we can find that's coming out over the course of the next month. And we uh, bring you a list of all of them. We'll link to the trailers. We'll do all that stuff. We'll we'll hit you up with the full list over at the website. So go check that out. Uh, here on the podcast, I think we just talk about what we're most and least excited for and maybe a dark horse. Did I get that right? Is that how we do it? Mostly. Yes. You had the date wrong. You had the date wrong, but it was a valiant effort. Podcast is coming okay. out on the 30th. <laughs> Not that it well, fucking matters, because when you listen to this listener, the podcast will be out. <laughs> That's true. 
Um, Are we not sending out screeners of this podcast? (laughs) Hell no. Oh, okay. I have something to tell my family real quick. (laughs) That's sad. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Jake, uh, you want to hit us with your top one. What are you most excited for coming out in February, horror-wise? This month, month right? It's pretty deep, man. Uh, There's actually a lot coming out this month that I think looks pretty decent to slightly above average based sure. solely on the trailer of course which we all know how well that goes um yep. for my top one i'm gonna have to go with i think one of the big dogs i'm going with the cure for wellness gore verbinski joint it just looks so goddamn pretty that that has me excited i would say like if i do have a concern about it it's that it seems at least on the surface like it might go down a sort of shutter islandy path and not that that was like a terrible movie but i wanted to carve out its own sort of direction and i really i really hope that it does but it absolutely has me intrigued i think the visuals are going to be stunning and it's one that i really want to see in theaters yeah I'll, i'll tell you that that shot in the trailer of the like the side of the train with the mirror as it going around the curve sure. is fucking beautiful yeah so the I, cinematography looks incredible i mean i just think that like even if the story itself doesn't quite come to fruition this is one that i'm pretty confident after having seen the trailers now i mean the one we link on here is i guess the probably the main trailer that comes out it's set to like a weird ramones cover but whatever we <laughs> yeah can get, we can get past that i can move past that because i can barely move past that that's kind that's of that's not the movie's fault that's not the movie's fault that that happened that's um, true are are you still into gore verbinski i mean he did the ring right but why are we excited that it i mean he's a big name well i think but... that it's just that he's proven he has the chops to do something that i can appreciate like the ring's not my okay. favorite movie of all time or anything but like he has proven himself in the genre and i just think that like sure. this movie based on the trailers that i've seen looks like it can pass the stink test like with flying All colors right. and i'm just excited <laughs> yeah. to see literally see what it has to offer in that sort of dreamy kind of that's crazy i'll go along with it because it is... i was wondering like if i'm supposed to still like it because he also did what the the goddamn garbage lone ranger movie and a bunch of pirates of the caribbean sequels so i think that's all he's really been doing well, the he, last did, he did years. all the pirates of the caribbean didn't he I don't know. I didn't think he did the first one. But. Oh, okay. Well, the first one was the only one that I gave a damn about. Anyway. It yeah. is it is interesting that you zero in on the one that is probably the one that's most likely to not be horror on this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, I I think it'll I'll say that, be I'll say horror this, the tra- enough. I will yeah. say it is it is interesting. The trailer we linked is different than the trailer that I'd seen before. Uh, the trailer I'd seen before sets this up much, it's like the story trailer and it sets it up much more like a, I guess a thriller, a drama thriller, whatever you want to call it. Something much more along the lines of like nocturnal animals or something. And then this one is cut in such a way that it looks like very intense and more horror-y. So I guess I'm a little confused as to what it's trying to be, but I'd be surprised if this was out and out scary. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's going to be more tense thriller with horror elements i i think that it's one of those that we see so often now that kind of bends that line a little bit and you kind of wonder where it should fall like green room is that a horror movie how horry was the invitation i think both of those absolutely fit because of how they make you feel 
is this just going to be a thriller or is this going to be horror enough to really embrace it as part of the genre? Time will tell. I, 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 based on what I've seen, have no qualms with adding it to the list, certainly. And it's my top one, so you can tell my opinion. Yeah, we've included more tenuously connected horror movies on this Absolutely. list before. We so. certainly have. Absolutely. We certainly have. All right, get me out of here, Mark. I kind of painted myself into a into a corner on this one. Uh, with yeah, my, you sure did, buddy. Yeah. In our horror awards end of year omnibus, my, my number one most anticipated movie for the year was Rings. Uh, I don't feel bad about that. Rings is top two in this month of things I'm excited about. <laughs> and so I, I do only... think... Whatever, uh, I yes. think it's going to be good. I, I don't really have much more to say about it. We've talked about it at length on this podcast before. Ring, the, the Ring is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. The Ring 2 was a disappointment, and I'm hoping that Rings comes back into it. Uh, I guess I will note yeah. that the award was most anticipated. Not necessarily what movie I think will be best. Um, sure. Uh-huh. I'm just kind of excited to see where it goes. Fair to uh, sure. And this, I, I'm kind of excited for Rings because the director is pretty green, right? He hasn't done that much shit. Is that right? I haven't honestly looked into the director at all. Yeah, his name is like Javier Gutierrez, and he, I don't think, has done much else He's just some uh, in terms of direction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he did Before the Fall, but that's not a movie I'm very well familiar with, and then a couple of shorts. But this is like it in terms of big budget shit. Yeah, I mean, Before, see, be I didn't know much about about him either before the fall is on shutter and it's actually on my shutter list it was just one that like i stumbled across while i was okay. perusing the catalog and it looked really cool um i saw the trailer yeah. looked really cool uh so i added it to the list i haven't watched it yet but if that's true uh i'm a slightly more excited that's based on almost nothing though so <laughs> empty well, hey, comments james wan's first movie was saw so keep that in mind yeah yeah uh, and yep. i will give you this mark with the rings trailer they uh hit all the beats of the ring, right? Like it goes back, it treads all the same ground, but it doesn't feel like in a lazy way, like in a nostalgic and they do it right kind of way, just based on the feel of the trailer anyway. I mean, it is, it is getting a little tired that people are pulling hair out of their mouth. That's been happening for decades now. Yeah. 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 What I will say about that though, is that the promise of this movie to me is that it's going to delve much more deeply into that psychological kind of like, fucking with you side of what happens during those seven days hallucinations things like that the hair is kind of part of it yeah uh, certainly that you didn't really get a lot of explanation i don't i don't know if it needs to elaborate it's creepy enough but i think that the promise and of more of plus, that is exciting yeah and even if they don't it doesn't feature heavily in the movie that's a scene that plays well in a trailer i think so that was totally. gonna be in there yeah totally. it's an easy self-contained scare yes certainly. yeah um, yeah. I, I will just piggyback on that to say the other one I'm really excited about, I had a trouble separating these two, was Get Out, which is um, Jordan Peele's mm-hmm. directorial slash horror debut. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're about to talk about this one, Jack. Stop me if you are, but uh, basically it's... I'm not. Okay, it's it's basically like black exploitation almost like it, it's a mixed race couple and she takes her uh, boyfriend to meet her parents and her parents are like crazed hypnotist slave owners or something it's it's weird it's it's it looks weird. weird and i mean it's key and peel so you know race is going to be a thing that they talk about but i'm kind of just key excited involved in it i don't think so uh, i'm whatever but, yeah you know it's he their, just chose it's, to say that yeah <laughs> sorry excuse me it's just peel <laughs> thank um, you mark 
in any let case, let the record show you are correct. I feel like there's an outside chance that's probably the better movie of the two, but uh, I I just like it because it's we have not seen a horror movie like this yet. No, agree. No, that's that's true. And that is a very novel thing. I mean, maybe one movie a year comes out that's wholly its own genre of or subgenre of horror. Can you explain yeah. a little bit more in depth what you I mean you've seen a trailer, right? So I'm not going to hold you to anything, but like what are you defining that subgenre as? Um forced enslavement via hypnosis? <laughs> Very specific. Mark, you come up with really specific subgenres. <laughs> well, what 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 other subgenre? I, I guess it could be almost like a home invasion or something. Yeah, but that's just the plot of the movie. Like the plot of the movie doesn't need to be its own subgenre. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I think we'll you'll get find to that it's later a house in our movie. famous segment. <laughs> Definitely a house movie. It pro- probably some trees. Jack, yeah, maybe one or two. What's your top one? I, I went a little bit out on a limb here. Um, oh yeah, you I picked did. Arbor Demon. Wow. Which has the potential to be terrible. I'll grant you. That is out on a limb, Um, and I also applaud the pun. (laughs) hey oh, But it looks good to me. Um, There's a, like, I love backpacking shit, and I, when I'm in the woods, I've been scared of rednecks with guns. I've been scared of my imagining demons that I think are around the corner, and I've been scared of just generic beasts in the woods i've been scared of all that shit and yeah there's a lot going on and they probably won't be able to do all of it well but at least the monster the demon thing that's hiding behind that tree looks really fucking freaky and good and who knows it might be awesome that's awful generous of you yeah Yeah. i mean i like the concept a lot and i like the way that demon looks we have discussed at length that you love people getting fucked with in the woods yeah yeah that's your jam so so i i love that too and this was almost my bottom one. So I think the thing about Arbor Demon is that you kind of mentioned it, Jack. There's a lot going on in this trailer, and it made it kind of hard for me to focus. But when I think about how that's going to translate to an actual movie, you have, like, this couple that's going out into the woods, plenty of opportunity for them to get fucked with. But then at best, what the trailer has done is introduced a situation where there's, like, a militia out there and also something definitively happening that is what supernatural there's a monster element and then there's some sort of body horror there's way too fucking much going on yeah there's a lot happening and i just can't get behind i need for at least a trailer to capture me i need the promise of something simple Uh and then if the movie chooses to expand on that that's fine but if they can't just like deliver me something succinctly it makes me a little bit nervous that they aren't gonna be able to deliver a product that can stand the test of a a 90 minute feature yeah. That's yeah. my issue. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, least excited's up next, right? And, Jake, you didn't pick Arbor Demon. What did you pick as your, least, uh, your bottom one? I have to keep talking? Yes. Yeah, I, you do. I ended up picking Bornless Ones. And what I did... Which one's this? Remind exactly, me. Exactly, Jack. Exactly. So, <laughs> the reason I picked this was I went through everything, right? And I'm really trying to lay off the back of movies that are really low on the totem pole and small soapbox moment. I know that some of those are being made by first time filmmakers, filmmakers with no budget, minuscule budget. And this is a shot for them to show that they can make movies and Hey, it's a way to climb the ladder. People have to do it, whatever. 
And then I'm also not going to give any sort of like time to some of these movies that are just fucking horrible. Like I'm not going to give that the recognition, but yeah, what I am going to do is go with the, the, the movie really in this month, at least that I had completely forgotten existed from the time that I first went through it until I guess now. And that was Bornless ones. And all I can really remember of that still was that there was like a group of people in a house and it appears to be some sort of like supernatural paranormal occult maybe home invasion-y thing happening. Like what <laughs> like I have I have no idea what it's about. There were gigantic red block letters in the trailer. That didn't seem cool. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that tra- um, that trailer did have the worst sound design ever. Just yeah, <laughs> like remember in in elementary school when you'd make powerpoints and like that one kid figured out how to make every single letter fly onto screen with the sound of like a machine gun, like it was getting typed or something. They used that animation in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did have the quote though that so- someone said like we have fresh air and cold beer and that's good. And I guess that's true. So that's <laughs> definitely true. That's Kudos. a good way to live your life. Kudos, guys. I. <laughs> This is one that's just going to completely, I'll, I, again, tomorrow we'll have forgotten that this thing exists or that I spoke about it. So, bottom yeah. one. <clears throat> sure. Mark, how about you? Bottom one. I'm breaking with tradition uh, that I usually do what Jake just did and choose the most disappointing one, essentially. I'm choosing the <laughs> out-and-out worst one in the, in, the whole, <laughs> in the whole kit and caboodle. I'm going with The Covenant. I've seen <laughs> I've seen bad movie trailers before, but this is like a bad movie trailer to end all other bad movie trailers. This thing is cut with scissors, like it's yeah. smash cut, <laughs> smash cut, smash cut. There's no even transitions. Yes. It's just, and they show. Not only do they show every terrible moment of CG that's going to be in this film, but there's like no interstitial anything. It's just like, and here's a picture of our house falling apart and here's some bad CG and here's a demon. (laughs) (laughs) All I can remember from this trailer is that guy like horizontally slicing his tongue in half for half of a second. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I got. This is literally (laughs) the exact opposite of good. I don't think they could have made any (laughs) more creative choices that would have been worse than what this ended up being. So purely based off of like, and impressed so i'm gonna give them some form of a shout out standpoint that's my bottom (laughs) one it's the covenant yeah holy this is one of the few trailers where i have seen what is definitively like a period of time before they said action that not only did they keep that they didn't cut it in general but they included it in the trailer in the trailer (laughs) people actors standing around getting ready to act yeah I can't Ugh. do it. I cannot do it's, it. Yeah. I think it's that's sort of like an inside part. baseball for shitty horror movies. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Looks terrible. All Jackson. right, Jack, that leaves you. Yeah, I picked Eloise. Okay. Um, and okay. this one wasn't particularly close for me. This one has an absurd premise that I hate right off the fucking bat. And then it seems to get stupider and worse from there. And then that premise is poorly executed upon. I can't, I, I can't deal with it. And this one, the dude... His aunt or something left him money, and to get that money, he needs to get her death certificate. But, uh uh-oh, she was in an insane asylum, and that place burned down. So you have to go, like, urban explore your way into a burned-down insane asylum, which isn't burned down, because it's all still there. Not burned down at all. There's just some charcoal inside of it, and then hunt around and creepy things happen. Also, the T-1000. Jesus. Don't forget about the T-1000. The T-1000. 
<laughs> it looks so bad. What the fuck? It's not how you get a birth certificate. That shit. Oh my god, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's so. I hate it. The it government does terrible. not keep files on that type of shit, Jack. I don't no. know if you knew this or not. <laughs> hmm. Ugh, fuck. Okay, dark so horses. Let's get Jack off. out of this dark place. Yeah, Jack, you're, <laughs> yeah, in, the, please. you're in the bad place. I am in the bad place. Give us your dark horse. Pull yourself up. That's fair enough. And my dark horse came kind of close to being my top one. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this. My dark horse is the lure. Okay. Which is the uh, the mermaid horror one. The um, mermaid horror musical one. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this movie, but I'm kind of excited to see it. It looks completely insane. Really fucking creepy. Just totally weird. I'm into it. I get the insane. I get the cre- the weird. I don't necessarily get the creepy. Um, okay. Watch it and tell me. I will. I volunteer I will. you for I, this one. I, I will I, say this. We have this. to see this movie as a collective, but I don't want to be the one to pull that trigger. <laughs> I will say this about the trailer. If I don't care how good a magical a singing voice you have that lures people into the water. If there's something in the water singing to me, I'm not going to eat you. I'm staying the fuck away from that water. Absolutely. Whatever drive I have to stay is going to overpower whatever magic they have going on. Yep. Well, Jack, Don't sing a song about not eating me. Jack, that just means you would not have won the Goblet of Fire. That's all that means. <laughs> that movie I is like tailor-made to be a dark horse, though. Like, it's so yeah, wildly it really niche. Is. It's not going to yeah. be your top yeah. one, because that's a fucking bold statement. But, <laughs> you know, it's a nice little, little yeah. flavor. Yeah. Mermaid musical strip club horror is uh, from Poland. Hey, yeah, that's a new one. That's I, a new one. I'm okay with that. I just, like I said, don't want to be the one to see it. And that's the first one out in the fucking month. So, listener, by the time you hear this, it should be out on VOD like tomorrow. Yeah. So if the yeah. if mermaid stripper Polish musical horror, musical thing <laughs> sounds cool, you're in luck. <laughs> but also, also what I was watching that trailer lived up to this point. <laughs> I was watching that trailer on my giant computer screen uh, when the contractor was over at our house here, and uh, he was like, the fuck's going on in there? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've noticed that. I, I also have a, a contractor lurking around my house at most hours, and I've had to like severely curtail like various horror <laughs> activities. Just... No, see, I turned it on him. I was like, I'm a successful podcaster, sir. <laughs> Haven't you heard of me? Just listen to my voice. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> Jake, what's your dark horse? Goddamn. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the movie that I don't actually know how it's supposed to be said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the XX. Yeah, I don't know about this one either. I'm going to. I I'm think s- it's the XX. I, I'm simply going to go with that because of like chromosomes and stuff. The XX. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. like, you wouldn't say the double X. No, I wouldn't. No. I couldn't even find this one. Like, we found the trailer, but if you search on IMDb, it doesn't seem to exist. It, uh... What? I couldn't find it. All that comes up is the band, the XX. Yeah, that's part that of it. That sounds like you're bad at the Googles. Yeah, that's true. Well, that might also be did true. Did you just search the XX, or did you search the XX movie? Yeah, dude. That one. The XX movie. Okay, I doubt that very much. <laughs> Jake, say this. Why, why is this, this your dark is not necessarily flying under the radar that much dude that's not why it's my dark horse it's more my dark horse because like mark said with the the lure is way more a niche audience than this but this is a niche concept in horror as a genre and i'm really for it and what it is is it's an anthology film 
that is comprised of shorts by all different female directors. And I think that that's yep. a really cool concept. However, I'm a little bit concerned because I can't recall having seen an anthology where it's not a mixed bag at best. Sometimes they're all sure, bad. That's, that's Usually you got something, but there are only four in this. And unless, <laughs> unless like two of them are pretty good, it's going to be a negative experience that I worry the cons could potentially outweigh the pros. So I am cautiously optimistic for this one and we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it's a really cool thing to do this all female anthology. I think that's awesome. But if you're going to market it in this way of like, that's what it is, back it up, please. Yeah, please. And I, in other news, I've just done some research and it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page or an IMDb page. So that's a thing. Listener, don't don't take that as actual journalistic research. Just take that as Jack being really bad at finding things on the internet. I have done the research, and it's not there. All right, Mark, get me get me out of here. It's flying off the rails right now. Seriously, uh, I'm actually glad you talked about XX uh, yeah. because that was actually going to be my dark horse, and this gives me a chance to talk about the one that I also wanted to talk about. This is my runner-up dark horse. Ooh, uh, deep. I'm intrigued by the movie Havenhurst. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the response I was expecting from both of you. Uh, so old lady runs what appears to be some type of apartment complex at the top of a New York City building, and if you get evicted, you are eaten by a demon or something. This is the one with Julie Benz, right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the girl from Dexter, woman from Dexter. The sister. The one no, who his was girlfriend. The one who was married to Michael C. Hall forever? No. Oh. No. Uh, good, oh, this is oh, good oh. radio. Rita? The one who was in that trailer. Jesus. I don't, yeah. Yes, apparently so. Um, <laughs> Great radio. Oh, look, I think it looks fun. It's going like, to be an interesting ghost movie. I don't know. This one is nuts for two reasons. One, mm. nobody can speak in complete thoughts. It's all just maxims. <laughs> Every single piece of dialogue in the trailer is just a pithy maxim and then two just like our podcast when's the when's the last time you saw a trailer that actually started with a guy doing something along the lines of in a world because <laughs> that's how this trailer starts that is true it's... that's that's part of the charm of it jack <laughs> god yeah. damn yeah uh, i think my write-up was something along the lines of i've never heard more one-liners from a less one-liner worthy movie and that was a trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's nuts oh god okay well hey some comedians string together entire acts based off of one-liners that's what i'm expecting from this movie really that's what you're expecting no well <laughs> sort of maybe i don't know i can't do it anymore you know, you know what i'm expecting i'm expecting fucking horn section review go <laughs> Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's It Follows. Uh, and we'll start diving into the actual review of that soon. But for now, it's time to uh, do our famous segment, What in the Fuck Subgenre Does This Thing Fit Into? Hype! <laughs> this was a Jake pick, um, yeah. which Jake means you're going to give us the first subgenre of horror that this movie fits the fuck into. Supernatural. Yeah, I think so. I said that weird. You really, I think you said supernatural, I which, did. which is an yeah, entirely different sure subcategory. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely within the natural world. Yeah, true. No, this is supernatural. No, it wouldn't be. That's in, not what's in quite 
the most supernatural. Yeah, it it is supernatural. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So exciting. You go. Another Uh, subgenre. Yeah. So this is a pretty straightforward uh, getting stopped stalked by a metaphor movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah another specific subgenre mark you're really good at that yeah yeah do you have a real subgenre it fits into no it's i mean i do <laughs> i could say psychological like i do every week and you could tell me why it's not a psychological movie every week uh, well that was going to be mine so go for it <laughs> okay it's a psychological movie there's a lot of stuff i, I actually with think psychology i actually do think this one is a psychological movie because but it's, it's a pretty clear that it's not just happening in their heads which is what you have right. previously provided as the definition of psychological horror. No, no, no. I think that's an aspect of psychological movies. But I think another one is a shitload of the dread of this film just comes from wondering what the fuck is happening, what's going to happen, where is it. Like, most of the dread of this movie is that. And that's why I think it fits into psychological. I'm not going to argue, because I do think it's also psychological, but you've definitely argued <laughs> against that very point before. He's going to argue with the <laughs> principle of your agreement. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> you asshole. Okay, I took super, I took psychological. Jake took yeah, supernatural. So Jack, what do you got? <laughs> supernatural. Hey, no, fuck uh, you. <laughs> no, I uh, this this that's kind of it for the ones that are uh, easier to come up with. I there's a few you could try to cram it into, but I really don't think they fit particularly well. Um, I think this has aspects of being a home invasion movie and aspects of being a slasher but it certainly isn't either yeah so i've got nothing else i gave um, you home invasion so, before i gave you slasher yeah and i wouldn't yeah. give you either <clears throat> right so, so. I, I think i'm gonna end it there unless someone else has got something else this that just doesn't fit into a lot of subgenres. is there yeah. is there like a subgenre that we don't have on here that's just like high concept probably not mark our list is fucking perfect okay We've covered this. It's infallible in detail, like most things we do. Fair enough. How if, dare you if question If it were the fallible, I, I would say <laughs> that hypothetically there could be a high concept uh, subcategory what, on here. What? Explain more. I think this movie's pretty high concept, and I think that's something that is. Don't atypical. just repeat yourself. Explain it. <laughs> I, I, I am literally explaining it as you're interrupting me. You're not literally explaining it. Should I be explaining why this movie is high concept or why high concept should be a subgenre? No, you should be explaining why you think high concept should be a subgenre. So when you talk about horror movies, it's... You've heard of, like, bands described as, like, a band's band or, you know, an author's author. Someone who... He's a real player's coach, Mark. Someone someone who you kind of have to, like... (laughs) If you go in cold uh, with not a lot of knowledge beforehand... It doesn't really come off right. And I've gotten a lot of feedback on this movie to that regard of just this is a slow burn shitty movie that I don't like. Um, Really? I mean, yes, Uh, I've gotten a lot of that. And I think a lot of it is because people are going in expecting, you know, like a slasher, like a like a balls to the wall horror movie that, you know, it's 90 minutes of people getting murdered brutally. Well, this that's is, so what other kind on of th- their part, because that's, that is a misunderstanding of what horror as a genre is. So that's a much deeper conversation. Well, fine. Yeah. But if you ask, if you pulled the entire This is not planet, a slow burn. In uh, my opinion, this is not a slow burn. My beer would disagree with you. Well, I, I took that <laughs> as more your beer in defense of your beer, Mark. I took that as more of like what's happening is slow. 
but the burn of the movie and the way it hits you is not. Well, that's fair. yeah, 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 yeah. The actual plot points are—it's a very intense so, Mark, movie. But what not other kind of what yes. other kind of movie would you put into the high concept subgenre you're trying to create here? That's what I was kind of trying to think of. Uh, I, I mean, hey. give me a little bit of time. I'll I'll come back at you at the end of the episode. So with... I think I know what you're getting at, and we will get there because I I definitely want to talk about some of the decisions that were made in the production of this movie. I'm assuming by director David Robert Mitchell in yep. how he placed this movie to give it a sense of place. So we'll get there. You know what, Jack? And the lure. The lure is a high concept movie. <laughs> okay yeah I'll, I'll buy that no i mean i understand the point mark there are definitely others like a rec- another recent example would be something like a neon demon is absolutely a higher concept movie i would also okay. i would also state that most anthology movies sort of by definition are high concept not all of them i wouldn't say vhs's yeah. but most of I them are let's is. make a bunch of movies about a very specific topic which leads to high concept I'll tell you what, Easter. I don't know from if I Holly agree with that. I go. Let's go that. back thirty seconds to when I agreed with you. Anybody got anything else? I don't. Yeah, it's me an neither. easy movie to categorize. <laughs> That's a first for us. Yeah, seriously. All right, with the subgenres out of the way, it's time to start getting into the meat of this thing and actually, actually review it. Uh, but before we can do that, um, it's time for a thirty-second plot synopsis. Uh, this one's coming from you, Jake. It is. Thirty seconds is on the clock. It starts when you start. Give it to us whenever you're ready. Okay, so we have a Michiganian college student, for some reason named Jay. She meets a dude, they plow, and he then proceeds to tell her that she has contracted a sexually transmitted demon, which is now going to follow her to the end of her days, unless she continues to pass it along. The rest of the movie is basically her and her friends trying to keep away from it, and her banging random dudes. They try to find a way to kill it, and do they succeed? We don't know. You'll find out. You kind of won't find out, though. Mark. That's... <laughs> Time! Now, do you get it? It's a plug for listen to the rest of us talk and yammer. We already got the Not download, the Jake. I don't give a shit if they listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just but we jib-jab, Mark. Jib-jab, jib-jab. You dick. <laughs> Mark doesn't care about you, but we do. We sure do. He's the bad now, guy Jake, in the situation. What, Jack? I'm the heel. I think, Every I think now's the, the time to talk about this. Yeah. Um, we did a thing here when we uh, when we picked these movies, the draft we did this time. Uh-huh. It had to relate to the previous movie somehow. Yep. And the previous movie was Creep. Yep. And you did It Follows. So explain that. So I hadn't seen this movie, and I think I was the only one of the three of us who had not seen this prior to our viewing for this review. Mm-hmm. And we were watching the movie Creep. I'd also not seen that. I kind of knew what it was about. But I went with not having seen either. I couldn't make a plot-related connection. So I tried to go with a general feeling. And I figured that what happened in this movie would probably feel like it's creeping or plotting along. So it was more of that connection rather than anything that might happen in the plot. Because I just couldn't stand by any of that. Mostly, however, it was because I just wanted to see this fucking movie. (laughs) That's fair. Grasping so at you, straws. Ha- you, you, you didn't have the uh, information on which to make an informed decision, so you went with your gut and stuck to it. Just jammed it in there. Yeah, that would be a more succinct way of saying that's, what I said. That's a popular decision in, these country, in this country these days. But I, yep. 
Yep. I'll actually give it to you. I think, looking back on it, that was one of the better ones. How'd you think your uh, selection held up in terms of related to the last movie? Uh, I, I think if I, was, if I were to rate this on our true one-to-tail scan... One-to-tail scan... <laughs> Just Scarecrow! Scare, just Scarecrow yeah, me out doing? for the rest of the episode. <laughs> if I were to rate this on our true 1 to 10 scale, because that's yeah, what you, you can did do. I, I can speak English sometimes, guys. I'd probably give it like a... Not the movie itself, like how related it is. Uh, yes, not the movie itself. It's relatedness right. to creep. I would probably give yes. it like a 2. Oh, wow. Even as you're, as, you're like, your own worst enemy. Those? Uh, yeah. Interesting. I would have given it a like much a, higher score than that. Like a two or a three. I just, this movie made me feel <laughs> vastly differently than the Creep movie made me feel. I'm still having trouble talking. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I, I don't know what's happening. The thing is, like, I feel like what you said was it's a, like a drawn out process of kind of building dread. And I, I would actually say that both movies yeah. do that very, very well. As far as, I like, feel... It, if you were to plot like the general intensity versus time for both of these movies, I think those two plots look very similar. Okay. Well, I mean, I appreciate the credit. I don't know. I just felt much, much more on edge throughout this movie than I did during creep. Creep just made me feel, and I'll use the word again, icky. Whereas this, I felt that dread that you're mentioning and it didn't particularly have like a, it starts off low key and then like builds it went pretty zero to 60 and then maintained. I think Mark and I are just looking out for numbers one, respectively, in terms of if you give this one a two in relatability, we're in some trouble for the next few movies. <laughs> I, I am but anyway. confident in the next week uh, relationship, but we'll get there well, seven days from now. Re- we okay, will get okay, there. Okay, so relatedness score, what would you give it, Mark? So the way you set it out, it's basically comparing the pacing of the two movies. I would have given this like a six or a seven. I think it's actually pretty good. I was going to go five or a six okay. for related. Well, I'll bump, like it up. I'll bump it up to a three. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I think, Jake, you did a pretty good job with the plot uh, synopsis there, Thanks, uh, which was staggering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Jamie. She just goes by Jay. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. So not a Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Scream queen. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so what stood out to you about the early part of this film? What did you know about this movie? I mean, I, I knew this general premise. Like, I knew that this was a movie about yeah. a sexually transmitted demon, for lack of a right. better way to describe and you knew, it, spirit. I'm sure um, you'd heard a lot of people, like, fucking love this movie. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of, then there's a lot of blowback to that, like, overhyped. See, I hadn't heard as much of the blowback side, right? I've heard a okay. lot of people, like, say this is one of the better horror movies they've seen recently. Um, yeah. I haven't... It doesn't have that same sort of polarizing nature to it that something like The Babadook has, at least in my experience with <laughs> the movie, which is next to nothing. <laughs> um, you know, sure. it's funny you bring up The Babadook, because these two movies, came, those two movies came out very close to each other. It follows in The Babadook. And obviously yeah. both of them are very ham-fisted with the metaphors that they're going for here. Um, <laughs> so it was almost like the, the two are very frequently compared and contrasted as far as yeah. well, their metaphoricalness. So when did, when did the Babadook actually become available to the public though? I think that was like winter of 2014 and this was like summer of 2014. I, well, I, no, that's when it premiered. I don't think we were able to get our hands on it until 2015, although it's still a 2014 okay. movie. I think that its official release was like early summer of 2015. 
Okay. I think we're coming up either way. I, the point stands. <laughs> like, we're splitting hairs. The point stands, and I hadn't thought of that. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to think more about these two movies in that same sort of, like, these came out at the same time, did a lot of the same thing in different ways, but the metaphor Now, thing, remind me with this movie, is the very first shot uh, of that girl, or is it her legs broken in half and no, it looks backwards? No, it's, it's... Did you not watch it? Did you watch, watch the movie? <laughs> I watched it yesterday. I just can't remember what the literal first shot is. I can't remember if it, like, just cold opens on her legs it's, broken. No, no the cold open is her, around. like, running out of a house. Running out of the house, yeah. okay. And she uses a cell phone and drives a pretty modern car. Yes. Which is a big thing of this movie, is what the fuck time period is this set in? The time period well, this is set in does not exist in nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Neither does the <laughs> Kindle that's also with a teeth like this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because we've got, what, we've got the cars are all over the goddamn map. Well, that was the, the main... only one that I really remember being very modern, because it had, like, your very, it had a digital dash... Uh, the, a lot of the rest were kind of a 70s style or 80s. The main car is like a 70s car, but perfectly restored. Like the one that's in yeah, the Yeah, it's new. And shit. It's new. It feels yeah. new. Um, but then in the background, there's some like just shitty Hyundais from the 90s and two, early 2000s yeah. like on streets and shit like that. And then there's almost no technology. The, the TVs are all CRT, but then there's that goddamn clam reader Light. Which outside of the yeah. clam reader light phone thing, blip thing, you could almost convince me that that's just what Detroit's like today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can well, almost get Motor there. City, man. <clears throat> Motor City. I mean, they're inti- they're intentionally going for ageless isn't the right word, but it's the one I'm going to use. A, a place out of time, something that exists between five decades they're not trying to put this right. in a specific time yeah. period right yeah. every, every show and movie that's on in the background is from the like 40s and 30s and 50s and yeah it's just it's the director i think the the prevailing theory is the director's trying to unsettle you with not being able to place it in yes. time or even in time of the year it is as the events unfold in the movie yeah that was another thing that struck me very early on um you have a scene where there's like Jay and I forget her fucking name, like walking down the street and it looks like summer, but they're all bundled up and you're like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And then the next right. scene, Jay is like in taking a, a swim. Pool. She's taking a yeah. swim. She's taking a tubby in the pool, Jack. <laughs> a tubby. Just looking at the candles. Mm-hmm. Is that really that unsettling she likes though? the fire. No, I don't. It's so, just not. No, it, it's not actively it unsettling. I think you. it's just to kind of keep you off guard. So like subconsciously. Yeah. The idea the idea out there, I think, is that it primes you to be more affected by what it actually ends up utilizing from a visual standpoint and sound and all that. But I think one of the comparisons that I've heard is that this is kind of like this guy's nod to or he's trying to do something like Stanley Kubrick would have done with The, Sh- the Shining because there's a lot of yeah. that in The Shining. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because I want to give the guy all the props in the world for like executing on something like that. But if you aren't just doing it, are you kind of just being a narcissistic douchebag? A like little if bit. Kubrick's already done it. Are you kind of a douche? That's, a- but this is also like his nods to classic horror are tremendous in this movie, right? She's named. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her sister's named for, uh, for Jamie Lee Curtis's sister. The, yeah. the theater she goes to at the start of this movie is the theater where the evil dead premiered. 
Like it's he just went out and out like way above to great, to make great point. I think that all of that combined kind of like it shows a love for the genre that makes it okay. Yeah, and I also think we should point out this is this guy's like first real movie, <laughs> which is nuts. The other yeah, the other thing too, I want to say here is I I had actually never really read much about why they manipulated time and seasons and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah. part of it I figured is just like if you can't date the movie when it comes out, then there's like a zero percent chance you can date the movie twenty years from now. So it'll always kind of have a decent look to it. But then also, my thought was just like if he is going for a metaphorical point about sex or age or whatever directorially it would make sense for him to pursue something that is essentially timeless because that is a problem that affects every generation and will always affect every generation. Yeah, yeah no. Sure. I mean that, and it's the sanctity of like your body and your decision with what to do with it. Right. That is obviously like a very like horror topic, I guess. Like it's used in yeah. so many movies throughout the history of the genre and I think that, like, you're absolutely right, Mark, but at the same time, there's too much, I don't know if anachronistic is the right word, but there's there are too many things happening that kind of give you that feel of, like, there's an intentionality to what's happening here that is not just, I don't want you to place it, but I want to intentionally make you feel like something's exactly. amiss. Yeah. I think, and I think the the clam reader is the perfect example. That one's of that. fucking like, weird. It just doesn't. The make rest sense. of the stuff's in the background, yeah. but that one is so in your fucking face that yeah. this is a touchscreen e reader with a light on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can't like you have to think about it. It one's mm-hmm. a little weird. The other one that's that's yeah. very in your face is is the music, which is pervasive kind of throughout yes. the entire thing. And I fucking love the music. What do you guys think of this? This is one of my favorite soundtracks ever probably it's so good yeah. and so unique 80s yeah. synth man the entire and yeah. i feel like i'm playing like an old zelda game most of the time and it's it's great it has a iconic feel to it but you've never heard it before which is a super hard thing to do uh, yeah so, very much so so i was reading this the guy who did the music for this got the job because the director was playing the game fez uh, yeah if you've ever watched, disaster if you've piece ever right disaster piece is game, the guy who <laughs> yeah uh, you'll remember that game so Basically, he just got it because he did music for, like, some random retro game that this guy liked. Yeah, well, and the guy's name is Disasterpiece, yes, right? Yes, yes. Well, that's and not his actual of... name. That's not on the birth certificate, Jack. <laughs> no, it's... Are you sure? It's first name, Peace, second name, Disaster. <laughs> yeah. Disaster, comma, Peace. Exactly. There's um, a comma in the middle. Get it right, Jack. And clearly, people took notice of this. You always hear people talk about the score of this movie. I it it fits really well, and it's one of those things that I I love it, and it makes me think like, does the community as a whole like have we hit this point where the eighties are and that sort of feeling is so in that it's being overused and it's going to go out of style again like we're seeing it so often right i don't think it's overused i I can name stranger things and this uh Um, i can name a lot and maybe there's a lot of stuff that neon demon i guess uses it but nothing uses it like particularly well which is why the stuff that does stranger things and this i think stands out turbo kid yeah and drive i'll give you drive i agreed well drive is just yeah so that's four movies from the last whatever five years and there's probably i mean i could name two or three more video games that have that same vibe like hotline miami and fez but 
I, I don't know. I'm, then maybe it's just hitting me because everything that's coming out is kind of like within the realm of what I generally look for and like. Spoiler sure. ahead to my ratings for this, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of that right now. Yeah, sure. We should probably actually start talking about the, the contents of the movie, though, huh? Nah. <laughs> Anything stand out to you guys about the uh, the scene pre-banging, pre-she getting infected with this thing? Aside well, I do like delivering a monologue directly to a flower growing out of concrete. What? I don't... Remind me? She's laying in the back of the... Did you watch this movie? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> She's laying in the back of the truck. And two times before that. I, you said pre-banging, and I, I did not take heed of that. But uh, she's lying in the back of the car, like, immediately oh, after yeah. they no, banged. And she's just staring directly yeah. down to the concrete at a, at a flower growing out of the that's, concrete. Mark, Mark, that's supposed to be a Tupac reference. Uh, okay, it's an Asada Shakur <laughs> reference. God damn it! Don't <laughs> come at me like that when I'm trying to make a joke. Just, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't have um, a lot to say. Because for about me, it's it. there's there's it's it's the first girl, the first girl who gets killed by this thing. Her legs broken backwards. That's well, what I liked. I mean, that... So what I liked, okay, is your cold open for this movie is pretty tremendous. Because for me, coming in relatively cold, like I knew the general. I knew what was going to happen. I knew the conceit of the film, but I didn't know that if you are not afflicted by this like curse, you cannot see it. So at the start of the movie, when she's just running around and you don't like see anything, she's just running. You don't know why it's a continuous shot. So it's panning around. That was fucking awesome. And I didn't understand why until later in the film, because that's good. Like plot progression. Yeah. I love that. Well, and it sets up the stakes yeah. of things really early. Because at yes. first you're kind of just sure. like, what the hell's going on? But then when you see what actually happens to her, where her yeah. leg like, oh, is God. broken backwards and all this other you shit. You should be running. <laughs> yeah, yes. you get you get why this is threatening. Yeah, Oh, <laughs> absolutely. most definitely do. And you still don't know what yet, you know? Right. Especially you if you saw this when it first came out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were totally and virgin I think to it. The only thing that also stands out to me from this part is the um, the scene in the movie theater where they're playing, like, yeah. who do you want to be? Yeah. And he points out the girl in the yellow dress there or whatever, and she says, who are you talking about? And he's like, we gotta fucking go. Yeah. And we can get back to this later, but it raises the question of, like, is is it averse to killing you in public? I don't think no. so. Okay. I'm I'm just unsure. That's why he ran. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's sure. That's why he ran. But like, if it's not, I I guess I'd have to go back and watch that scene. I thought he no. kind of mentioned that it was standing there looking at him, for one. Uh, for two, like if it's walking directly at him, he would have mentioned he would like his eyes would have been traveling in that scene, not staring directly at the I, doorway. I do think there's a few inconsistencies there. Yeah, there are a couple instances where it's not just like walking at you. I would have preferred for it to be fully consistent. It's just like walking, even if it's like walking against a wall for a bit because it doesn't quite track it where you are and right. can't figure it out. That would be right. cool. Uh, it had well, some um, weird intelligence issues. There's yeah. there's also, I think, this this problem has been raised by a lot of people before, so I won't rehash it too much because it's not that interesting. But the fact that it's only when you can't see it, like when it's 
for him that it could be anyone, which is what he says. Like, it could be literally anyone. It could be a stranger. It could be your mom. Because it seems like the only time it's following her, our protagonist, Jay, it's a naked person or a creepy old weirdo on a roof. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Right? You, it's never a random person. Or, or a guy who's seven feet tall who has his eyes gouged out. Yeah, it's never a random person. Yeah. It's, it's, there's also the <laughs> Except, time when it's a small child. Right. It's also her dad. But either way, it's always someone fucking terrifying and never just like a random face in the crowd. Now, I'm going to call ahead to this right now. It's a very, it's an aside. I don't think we're going to need to get back to it. The small child you're referring to, Mark, I think is like in the boathouse. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys see later in the film when that same kid like rides up on the bike and just like stops when they're like leaving? Yeah. So he is a real person, but at that point it had manifested as him as that yeah and i think that was a nod to trying to be that and on that same note the last form we see it take the dude in the pool yeah at the high yeah. school that's her dad yes, yes it is yeah um, it, yeah that's a pretty well-known yeah they do a good job of like framing the different shots she has around um the dad is obviously right. not in the picture right he is in the mom drinks all the goddamn picture. time he's not in the figurative picture um <laughs> yeah so that's kind of an interesting tidbit. But what I liked about that is it included so many of those moments where if it's the kid on the bike, even though that happened after it had already taken that kid's form, or if it's just someone like walking in the background, it puts you on alert as to like, is this going to be a thing? Do I need to like get my dukes up? Like what's going to happen here the yeah. whole fucking time? And it doesn't let you go. And I think that that's a really, really good way to make you feel what the characters are feeling because you're fucked for life for life. Like there's no way to fix this. Right. You've got to pass this on. Yeah. And yeah. And you and, have to yeah. keep banging. Also just, just by banging. nature. Also just by nature of like the way film works, you're constantly looking behind people. Yeah. Right. Right. So seeing so random people in the background is, is pretty intimidating. Another yeah. thing that this movie does brilliantly is sets the rules clearly mm-hmm. without feeling like just an exposition dump. Yes, that's right? what I wanted to talk about. The like second or third scene of this movie is when he's explaining to her after they banged and he's chloroformed. He's got her tied up in any chloroforms or yeah. Jesus. I love I love the scene where he's ex- explaining everything in the like urban decay factory place, which is so yeah. interesting cuz Yeah. Exposit like that is just straight up Blatant exposition that almost it is yeah. raw, takes off, unadulterated but it works so exposition. Well, right here, it's perfect, and they explain it so well because he has had it for so long that he's figured out kind of all the rules of it. He knows what's going on. He lived in this house where he set all the traps for it. He he knows, and so mm-hmm. he can tell her. And it would make sense dude. that he tells her because if he doesn't tell her, it's going to last like a day. <laughs> right, which is what happens to her. Right, she bangs that dude on the boat. She, she doesn't bang the dude on the boat. Does she not? No, she bangs She bangs Greg or whatever the hell his name was. Well, she also, I thought, bangs the what? dude on the boat. There's Who are a... you saying what to, Jake? Yeah. Mark. Yeah, she definitely bangs that dude on the boat. That scene has no purpose. She strips down and wades into the water after three dudes in a boat. She to absolutely a has a boat them. full of douche She bangs bags. all of them, so they'll all be afflicted. It's probably a gangbang. They were probably yeah. running a train on her. I mean, <laughs> come on, ride the train, ride it, ride it. <laughs> You gotta oh, cut God. that in. You gotta cut that in right there. I probably won't. <laughs> you will. You will. You know yourself. <laughs> um, 
Look, I, it's certainly possible. I was just reading the thing. I think it was on the IMDb trivia page that, like, the there's the metaphor. <laughs> you think? Like, there's this symbol of, of the red ball that's, like, in the background of a lot of these shots. And whoever has the red ball currently, like, is in possession of the sex demon. And you see on both sides of that shot where she, like, swims out to the boat, she's wearing the same shirt that has a, a girl with a red ball on it, showing that... Which supposedly means she didn't go through with it. I don't I, I don't really... It doesn't matter either way. Yeah. It either... She did it and it didn't work because they all died pretty quickly, or she didn't do it. Yeah. I, everything that... To, everything to me was pointing to her just... Plowing. <laughs> just porking. <laughs> just getting hers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it it really resoundingly doesn't matter. And actually, that's like one of the biggest <laughs> issues I take with this movie is that scene is wholly useless. Useless. It's a useless. You could scene. cut that scene. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But first time filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, let well, and it is kind of showing the desperation. Like she's a virgin at the start of the movie, and then now she's swimming out to boats to have a gangbang. So it changes her a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, just pop a quick gangbang yeah, on. Yeah, you know, just come around the trade. <laughs> uh in any case we're getting a little bit out of order here uh yeah that's okay yeah yeah that'll happen from time to time what do you i don't know i mean there's about? not like the middle chunk there isn't it's just her running from this thing well i kind of wanted to talk about hugh's house when they get to or to you or jeff or i love hugh's is. house talk it's talk a house about what makes sense it doesn't have to be linear uh i know no other way so so yeah they track down this boyfriend who essentially like he didn't rape her because it was consensual, but I don't know what exactly you would call this type of scenario. Um, well, he falsely he, he kidnapped her after sure. not raping kidnapped her. Kidnapped her, yes. Uh, and they find his house, and it like aside from the expositional dump that we already talked about, that it that works exceedingly well. Uh, yeah. You then get his like it, it's a, it's a good chunk of world building because you see basically the place he's been living in under a pseudonym for presumably weeks, months. I don't know. A long time. Quite yeah. a while. And he has traps set up. He has holes punched in all the walls. So it's like all circular. Because it's a physical thing, right? Like he, he's got a lot of ways out because you never go in any place that only has one exit. Mm-hmm. And it can't walk through walls. It has to crawl through all his beer cans hanging from strings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has like peepholes all over the place so he can see it coming. I just yeah. I, I just think it's a really good scene because you can. It, it, it's a bit of world building that is less subtle than the world building that was just forced upon you like three scenes earlier. <laughs> I don't know about less subtle. It was less subtle than him telling you exactly what's happening. <laughs> it's more subtle than that. Yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> exactly the opposite of what you said. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. none of us can talk. It's a, I'm, I'm really happy with that, actually. We're professionals, yeah. Jake. Look it up. Hmm. No. What did you guys think of the, uh, so her sister's friend, I forget the kid's name, his obsession with her. He's like in love with her. Paul? Paul? The kid with whom she had the first kiss. Keir Gilchrist? Paul. That's important. I don't Remember the name Keir Gilchrist, next week's podcast. Why? Coming at ya. Oh. You're such a (laughs) douchebag. That's right. That's why we did that. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty effectively done, pretty well built without taking up too much time. Yeah, it works perfect. Like he's pining for her. Yeah, it's high school, man. I've been it's in college. that relationship many times. Well, it's high school for him. It's college oh, for her. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Fine. No, Mark, you were right. Jake's an idiot. Okay, I am. 
Um, yeah, I just thought that worked really well, and it leads to a lot of really interesting character shit towards the end of the movie, where she just has, like, cold, emotionless sex with this kid. So, it's weird that she, she specifically, at least in my mind, she specifically chooses Greg to pass it on to, because she doesn't want to harm Paul. Right. Yes. But then at the and end, she's, Greg, And then she, Paul like, gets all hurt about but it. But then, at the end, she just passes it on to Paul, because I think it, they I think they're in the clear. They aren't sure, but I think they think they are. Yeah, because they thought they killed it in the pool. Which, I don't, I don't know why. You've shot it in the head See, before. So the end is kind of weird, right? Because if they were to think that, then let's let's assume that they think they've killed it and they have sex. Like, yay, celebratory, let's bang, right? Right. The next scene, literally the next scene, is him driving through red light prostitute bombed out district so he can yeah. presumably pass it on to these Col- colfax avenue basically yes <laughs> of detroit so right uh, which is probably more colfax than colfax the wrong set of eight mile it's, although do you think anyone yeah. could sell you a uh industrial grade capacitor in a brown paper bag through a car window slot i have no doubt in my mind it's detroit <laughs> That's a reference that literally nobody will get. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not even Mark. Why would you possibly make that joke? <laughs> I it. liked See, it. He got it. Made me uh, laugh. He got it. Yeah. Glad someone laughed. Um, so he, in doing that, is trying to pass it on to people who will be most likely to pass it on to a lot of people furthering him from the demon. Yes. I don't understand those if you think things. you're in the clear and that's why you I had don't sex i think those two things i never here's how i attribute i that. never interpreted the end of this movie think of them thinking that they're in the clear okay here's how i interpret so then why do they bang? she thinks they're in the clear paul believes them to not be in the clear so paul's like taking one for the team yeah we'll do this we'll we'll bang and then we'll be together and it'll be great i'll go slam a prostitute for a while and then that'll be fine oh yeah that's fine I'll get us out of this situation. Out, he'll get us. He'll get him out of that. Yeah, jam. outside of the overwhelming crabs, he's just well, he's just trading one very deadly STD for another slightly less deadly STD. Yeah, yeah, crabs are curable, man, but they're crabs. So yeah, there's a way you can look at this where he's just kind of hedging his bet, which makes sense. And then there's also yes, the I guess the the issue with them knowing that it's still out there would be that she just bangs him. Where earlier she didn't bang him specifically so that she wouldn't essentially be giving him a death sentence. I I guess my response to that, and that's always the way I've kind of interpreted this movie, is that their relationship has come to a point where he's able to understand the responsibility that he is taking on. And he's doing it willingly, not like based on He's mansplaining this STD to her. Yeah, he's basically accepting the STD (laughs) to protect her. And then yeah. doing his own thing to the prostitute to kind of Which add a buffer. Which is stupid because he is wildly less attractive than her. Yeah, but there's That's much fewer gigolos walking around the streets of Detroit. <laughs> I don't know anything about the gigolos of Detroit, Mark. I'm not you. But I do know <laughs> that if I were faced with the situation, looking at it analytically and emotionlessly, the most attractive person should have it. Right? Because they are going to get the most poon. And in this case, it's Jay. So she should keep it and go fix the Yeah, situation. but that only matters for one step. You can't pass it along to multiple people. You can only pass it along to one. So why? Well, well, you can pass it you... along to multiple people. You just have to have an orgy. No, I don't. You can pass it on. It's the first person you have sex with now has it. 
That's done. You can't have a gangbang and pass it along to all three guys. So is this like uh, the episode of Seinfeld, though, right? Um, when would you say sex has taken place? Well, th- we can get into that. They, they, they have, people have asked the director this. Is it full this, penetration? And whole conversations of, like, you can, you can pass it along via uh, homosexual sex. It jumps over condoms. All kinds of, like he has clarified this to a pretty decent point. If what you that's weird. If if that's what you are weird. having is consensual sex, well, I don't even know if consensual needs to be part of that. If what you are having <laughs> by either party could be considered sex, then it counts as sex. It's basically, do you have to? Do you have to finish? I don't think so. I don't know. To ask the director, man. He apparently he is very willing to answer these types of questions. <laughs> Maybe we'll tweet at him. Yeah, let's see what happens. Inquiring minds want to know, sir. Is this movie a metaphor for sperm? No. No, it's not. No. It's not. Obviously that. not. That okay. doesn't... Clearly not. That sentence made 0% sense. <laughs> You're an idiot. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a bunch of people, and there's like one thing that's like relentlessly pursuing the goal, and it's going to have that That's ass. not how sperm works, even at all. Yeah, it's like one of the sperm. <laughs> If this movie were 40,000 people following you and only one of them can make it to you, <laughs> that'd be a much closer metaphor. You. No, but the demon the demon yeah. has already fulfilled its prophecy. It's it's it knows it's the winner. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like the winner It knows it's the winner it's, so the rest of them just die. It's the What winner, are you talking about, it's Jake? The winner sperm. <laughs> Jake. Just scarecrow. Just scarecrow. All right, what else we got uh, standing out to you guys? Anything? Anything throughout the whole film? So I want to jump back to the lakeside attack where they're like, it's nice and peaceful. This, in my opinion, is that's where I was going to go to. Mark, best. This is the best scene or series of scenes in the movie. Uh, Explain. Eh, It's great. It's kind of the first time they escaped Detroit, which is nice in its own right. (laughs) But they're all just like chilling on, on the on the shore of the lake and. You just see, like we were talking about earlier, you just see this chick like walking up in the background, and it's there for like yeah. five cuts. Like it's they're doing a conversation thing, and obviously Jay is and you're just away from screaming it. at the TV like Jay, turn the fuck around, it's there. Yeah, and one of the things I like most about this is when it actually attacks her, it's invisible. Like they chose not to show it attacking her, which I think is really good. That attack scene but was so like cool. Like it, it grabs actually, her hair. If it were actually to have attacked her and been a consistent thing it would have done it like hugh's mom did where it was like bam you're dead not like i'm gonna pull your hair and be like a prankster yeah there are some consistency issues oh yeah that's why i didn't love that scene yeah but i thought it was really cool the way it's just like pulling on her hair but it's invisible and everyone else is like holy shit this is actually real i couldn't get past the first time it proves a point which is necessary to them yeah so i get that but it just felt like the negative impact of doing that it felt like it discredited the demon too much or whatever it is sure i keep calling it this thing has one purpose and that's to kill right and it's gonna come around and like yank on your hair a little bit like come on yeah i mean in the same scene you see how strong it is because it hits paul out of the way and he like flies like 30 feet yeah it's it that's yeah. straight out it could have snapped her neck movie. instantly yeah 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 i mean it has its um, issues but it does sure. in one scene have a scream at your television moment it has yep. a pretty decent attack scene and also shows they can interact with other people. It see it shows what happens when you shoot it in the neck, which is basically yep. it dies and then pops right back up. Um, yep. And then you get that kid screaming at the in like one of the, I would say one of the only jump scares in the movie is that kid jumping out of that hole. 
Right. Yeah. It's a it is a very solid one minute of film. I, I liked it a lot. It was really effective. I'm very excited to see what this director does in the future. Sure. I also wanted to say that as she's driving away, like, so she runs, they escape, whatever, they escape the boat. She bails on everything. And she just hops in the car, steals it, and starts driving away. The scene out of the back of the car where she's all the, like, A, it is walking toward her, and then her friends are, like, running up to the car. The way they frame that, where the trees are uh, moving toward, like, the horizontal horizon point, um, and it's just framed on both sides, is, is so well done that it just brings everybody in to create this sort of claustrophobic feel. And then it immediately transitions into like one of the best car accident scenes I've ever seen. Why? It's a great car accident scene. Cause it's super visceral. It's just like exactly what would happen. And it like, I don't know, just the way the movie's been. So it feels heavy and it feels like she's actually getting hurt. Like, Ugh. On one hand, you can tell she was only going like 10 miles an hour. But on the other hand, it's yeah. you're in the backseat of a car that's actually getting into a car accident. Like, it's actually a really cool shot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of really cool shots in this movie. And at risk of, like, belaboring too much on a lot of this, the scene where... Too late, buddy. I know. The scene where they are in... He's a, the exposition scene that worked really well. Yep. All of that being from a camera that's basically... He has her in a wheelchair, right? The camera is like at her knees probably and it's filming up at her so it's continuous and he's like moving her around throughout and it's it's focused on her so you kind of see like her perspective the whole time it's mixed in with cuts to the demon walking around but it moves while he's moving with her and that's really cool yeah it does follow (laughs) their action if you will if you will (laughs) yeah um and then i think I mean, I'm ready to go to the pool scene, well, right? They I got one more thing. It's time to fucking... So, yada, 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 she bangs Greg because he's like this hot loner guy or whatever, and he want, she wants to give it to him. Uh, That's not why. Yep. The, whatever, I don't care why. He gets killed. It's because he wears a Wait, shark hold... t-shirt. His shark t-shirt. <laughs> I want it. That's what did it? Yeah. Ladies love she the She just shark couldn't resist? T-shirt. Dude, did you not like it? I didn't notice it, honestly. In any case... Uh, flash forward a little bit to the the scene where it kills Greg. Okay. So, like you said earlier, it pounces on him instead of pulling his hair like you would have yeah. seen yeah. in the earlier scene. But and in this scene, it takes the form of Greg's mom. Yeah, can we just talk for a second about that scene? Like, what the fuck is going on? If you're going to open the movie with a scene where a woman is ripped, like, almost literally ripped to shreds, and you know, you've already established this thing has super strength. She kills him, essentially, by humping him to death? Yeah, it's weirdly sexual. Well, the sexual Which, thing I mean, makes sense, I guess, because that's sort of the motif of the movie. Yeah, but like, that's what it is. There's no violence here. She's just gyrating on top of him, and he's dead. She's choking him, too. I, I So, I guess. But he's not, like, she broke his neck, I suppose. Maybe that's what happened, but... There's also a strobe light that's happening. That was the weakest scene of the movie to me. There's like things are happening that, that are just stand out wildly as, as... unexplained. Huh? Yeah, that didn't I... stand out as that bad to me. Uh, I didn't like it either. Okay. Fair enough. It um, is fair. Yeah. So, anyways, that gets us basically to the last scene. I mean, go from there. Right, where they're trying to kill it in the pool. Yeah. 
Did this? Yeah. They think how did they get this idea it? in their heads? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like, like oh, we can't shoot it. What's the next best thing? Electrocute it. But also bring a gun. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. I mean, uh, honestly, you would still want to have a gun. Yeah, the gun slows it down. <laughs> it did slow it down. That's yeah. true. So, Jack, um, I have a very important question for you. Yeah. How much Ooh. did this scene remind you of the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where there's a demon living in the pool? I was gonna say, it's almost the same thing. <laughs> it's They're very similar, yeah. Especially at the end with the blood. Down to there. the way it's shot. Yeah. Yeah. But she, it's a prolonged shot of her swimming, which we get a fuckload of those. Yeah. And you get a whole lot of um, bullets working underwater, despite the fact that they definitely which, don't work underwater. I remember that Mythbusters, man. That's not how that yeah. happens. And you get a lot of them not really understanding how long electrical cords work. Like, they have they have all these, all these appliances. Like, okay, so the plan is to get the thing to jump into the pool to go after her. And shove all and the appliances. And shove all the appliances in to electrocute the fuck out of it. But literally every single appliance they have is further from the pool than its electrical cord is willing to go. And they don't have any extension Not literally cords. every single one. Some of them. So, but what's, what's your end game here? A microwave's well, power cord is like two feet long, Max. Here's why these people are idiots. It's not going to help to have more than one appliance shorting out in the pool. They're all on the same circuit. Uh, what's having three of them? If they were all on different breakers, then technically you could do it. Why would you have a high school gymnasium pool set to different breakers around as the outlets? I would guess there are at least two breakers in there because you would wire it from both sides. You're not going to run, run one wire was... all the way around the pool. You'd run it from both sides and then meet in the middle. But I think you'd still put them on the same breaker. You can wire them in parallel, put them on the same breaker. No, you put it... What, d- wow. Okay. This, <laughs> this is a new low for us. <laughs> you think we're a little in the weeds Yeah, here? just a little just bit. A bit. Let's bring yes. on our, our resident electrical engineer to tell us whether or not that would work. <laughs> doesn't matter, because it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the thing shows up and starts throwing TVs at and her. The th- and they uh, hit her hard. <laughs> Oh yeah, I feel like I feel like he would have knocked her out for sure. He hits yeah, her if with I took an a iron, hit from like, a square in the side of the head, yeah, that just killed. Yeah, her. my that would god, kill dead right there. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, she can take a goddamn whooping. The other thing yeah. that's just infuriating about the scene is Paul is unable to see the demon. He has not contracted the demon yet. He is the one with the gun, and he's trying to shoot the thing, and he just aims directly at the other chick and shoots at her. her. <laughs> yeah. He's just aiming at Jay. Yeah, like it's not right like his there. view was obstructed by the demon. He just shot straight at the other girl. Oh, yeah, that part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably yeah, wasn't th- thinking too much about them at the time, but it was kind of funny because he, like, shoots and hits her, and then as it continues for quite a while, they manage to move a bit, but they stay exactly in his line of fire. Well, they're like moving with, <laughs> with the demon with him. That could be that. I, I'm willing to give them credit and say that that is the demon's choice. Like he's trying to keep himself, the whatever itself, between the gun oh, and the people. No way. Could be. No way. The demon is supposedly very smart. Like the way I read, I yeah. read the demon is basically if one of us were tasked with, basically, we can't get on a, we can't, you know, get a car or something like that, but we just have to go kill somebody. It's basically what this we This director's do. out spouting his mouth too much because he's also said it could maybe get on a plane probably. Yeah, it could get on a... Yeah, if you flew to <laughs> Thailand, it would probably also get on a plane to Thailand and fly there. It's not going to swim. Which I like a lot less. 
I I kind of like it. It's just there's a sentient being that is like it's not going to be walking into a wall. You can't just hide on the other side of a wall. It's not a straight line toward you. It knows how to navigate to where you are. I think that's an important aspect sure. of this thing. But why is it choose like I don't understand why it chooses this moment to throw large objects at her instead of just get in the pool. Well, because it knows that if it gets I mean, it sees the trap as it's happening. And it's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get you out of the pool. I guess. Maybe. I, I don't know. It does break down a little bit because it probably would have just thrown like a or, you know, tear gas grenade or, into a bedroom earlier or something. Or it's weak to water, just like the aliens and signs. Yep. It's, it's probably thing. weak to wood, too. Maybe hiding behind a door would work. Well, it clearly couldn't get through the door. <laughs> just knocked on it for a while. So I overall didn't love this scene, but there's a couple of things that did work in it for me. One is the like trap of throwing a blanket over it, then you can shoot it. That was pretty cool and worked pretty Bro, well. Sure. Bring and a bag two, of the, flour. The, yeah, that'd be much better. I'm not Mark. These kids are idiots. Seriously. But the other one is uh, I liked the blood in the water a lot. I thought that was a really cool, really well done shot. Really? I mean, I thought was... the blood in the water looked kind of shitty. I well, liked it's it. Very it was clearly like to be CG so... blood in water. Yeah, but it was supposed to be hyperbolic. It was like the blood in the water version of the blood in the elevator from The Shining, again, to kind yeah. of reference Kubrick. I thought it was cool. I suppose, but is I did, there I did a too. reason for that? Is there, like, does this thing have more blood than your typical human? <laughs> it's just bursting at the seams with blood. It's so virile. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's I it's, an, it's a cool-looking shot, but it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Sure. So then... We've already talked about it. I mean... Right. Then Jay bangs Paul, and then Paul goes looking for a prostitute, and then it sort of just ends. Yeah, okay. So, important question for both of you. How do you solve this one? I've come up with three possibilities, but I'm curious what what your take on it is. If you contract this sexually contracted demon, what is your plan? What's yeah. your move? Prostitute. All day long. Okay. Prostitute is a really good one. Because you know they're going to bang somebody else in right quick. Like a lot of them. Yeah. So, but then how do you keep track of if that prostitute's still alive? Because if she did, then then it's coming for you. And you got to yeah, go get another you buy prostitute. yourself a couple of months, and then if you need to go bang another prostitute after that, so be it. But that doesn't really cure the, the thing. The, the whole, like, concept of this movie is that... You're not curing it. You're not right. curing it. Right. The whole point of this movie, though, is that you're, like, living in fear that it's going to be coming for you. Maybe it's in goddamn yeah, Europe just... or something at the time, and you live in Detroit, so it might take a while to get there, but... Um, so that's... I bang a prostitute, then I move across the country. And then, if I see it following me, cool. Bang a prostitute, move across the country again. Okay, so that was basically my option. Become an actuary. Yeah. Fly to Vegas, bang a very prolific prostitute... And then uh, just peace out of there and subscribe <laughs> to the Las Vegas Times to see if there's a notable death in the uh, brothel. Yeah. That's news. Of that me. most famous cat house. Yeah. Uh, option yeah. option B, some type of uh, giant steel trap. Get it to fall down a well or something. Put a cap over the top of it. <laughs> I don't think it can get out of a well. Uh, we've, no, we've... You've got we, a demon in a box. We've clearly established that it is a physical force. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that brings me to uh, my last and best option. But that way you don't get to bang a prostitute. This is a... Well, that's, that's a true. good thing, Jack. <laughs> this brings me yeah. to my last and best option. Uh, look, there are many reasons to bang an astronaut, but this is chief among them. You bang an astronaut, like, right before they take off. Oh, shit. And it tries to follow it to the yeah. moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It tries well, to follow it to the moon. You bang, you bang Chris Pratt right before he gets on the Mars mission for passengers. Bang. Yep. Done. Yep. That is no longer yep. your problem. Too bad there's no more space program, huh? Oh, SpaceX, man. It's saving all of us. SpaceX was founded specifically right. to cure the sex demon problem. That's why it sounds so much like space sex. Yep. Exactly. Bang. We, we have uncovered something. We reviewed. Sh- it goes all the way to the top. It's reviewed. It's been reviewed. We over at ADZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. Uh, for one, think of how Andy would rate how he did on the police personality test. In fact, at the time, I was trying to become a police officer, but was deemed unfit for the force. And what happened? Don't know. Well, I pooched the brain exam. Just to be safe, I wouldn't take anything I say too seriously. And for ten, think of how Brizgalov would rate how large the universe is. So humongous big, right? Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. You're rating first. Rate this thing for story. Um... It's a relatively simple story that at the same time manages to be, like, pretty crazy. And I like that. Uh, yep. I had a tough time figuring out what I should rate this story be- because of, like, that kind of weird juxtaposition. But like <laughs> I said, I still liked it. I'm going to give this story a pretty high score. I'm going to give it an 8. All right. I, I like, like that. I'm I'm actually right there with you. I'm going to go next because I agree. I gave it an mm-hmm. 8 as well. Mm-hmm. The story manages to be... Very unique, really interesting, simple enough. And to me, they get huge props for that exposition that works perfectly. They set all the rules. They do it simply. Mm -hmm. You buy it. No, fuck it. Nine. The story gets a nine. Oh. Yeah. Bumped up a point. Damn, Jack. I can't believe you you just went there. I also gave it a nine. (laughs) Woo! Um, Okay, then. (laughs) This movie's, or this story is damn near perfect. There's a few, like, very minor qualms you can take with the story. But honestly props this is a very very unique one-of-a-kind experience in the realm of horror Mm -hmm. in in any realm really yeah so go for for it yeah (laughs) i like that (laughs) uh world building and immersion is our next category so jake hit us for world building and immersion i was pretty immersed despite the fact that it does a lot of things that make you take note of how awe like off things feel those anachronisms yeah if that's what they can be called um it's kind of weird because of that because that does draw you out but at the same time it builds like a very unique world i think in the end i'm probably gonna have i'm gonna have to give it the same score that i gave story i'm gonna give this an eight as well uh wow i was i was into the events despite feeling like I was kind of like sussing through what was happening and what it was trying to go for. Something okay. about the way this movie hit me was just right. I really sure. liked its non-existent world that it built. And as a result, <laughs> I'm giving it a high score. I don't know what sure. else to say. Sure. Uh, I'm giving it a six. Okay. And this is a bump up from what I would have given it originally. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think the first time I watched this movie and even kind of the second time I was more focused on what the fuck time period is of this. Why is there this clamshell e-reader touchscreen fucking thing? Fucking thing. Um, you are right. definitely the pedant of yeah. the group of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, but this time around it was a little bit less. So this time around I was 
much more engrossed in the whole thing. Um, maybe that took a viewing or two to get me there, but so it's bumped up a little bit. I still don't think it's particularly immersive for me. The stuff that I think he's subconsciously trying to make you feel out of place makes me very consciously question exactly where I'm supposed to be. So that didn't quite work for me in the way that it's intended. I still think it's cool. It just didn't work to immerse me in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so six. Okay. How about you, Mark? Uh, there is very little to take me out of this film. I will say the the weird clamshell Kindle thing is a bit off-putting, but it's a background prop that you see, like, twice in the movie, and it doesn't really make much of a difference. And just, I feel like a general gaggle of teenagers could probably come up with a pretty solid plan to attack this thing. I mean, granted, they don't really believe that it's a real thing until about halfway through the movie, but I feel like we could probably have come up with a better plan for you know, getting rid of this thing than just drawing it into a pool and trying to electrocute it. Uh, (laughs) That being said, those are literally my only two qualms. I think they do a fantastic job building the world. You've already talked about it. The exposition scene makes sense. Uh, The scene at Hugh's house isn't particularly subtle, but it's more subtle than the exposition scene. And it still makes sense. I, I, I am not taken out of it at all by the weird temporal shit. I gave it a nine. Okay. I, wow. The thing All is, right. uh, you, the nature of the beast is that you're constantly having to be like locked on screen to look behind them to see what's yeah, walking. That, that does help it a lot. I totally agree with you. That's that's really the point that I feel like all of us kind of failed to mention, but we talked about it earlier. It You are constantly on your guard looking for something to be coming Scanning at you. the screen. Yeah, yeah. and that is fucking genius so yeah and and i will say the first time i saw this i did yell at the screen for her to turn the fuck around on the beach because yeah. mm-hmm. it's they, yeah, they cut back to and from that thing like four times and it walks yeah. so slowly yeah. <laughs> and each time it, it like the tension is so good because each time like as you're waiting for the camera to go back to where it's visible you think it's going to be a lot closer than it actually is <laughs> yeah, it's still like 30 feet away yeah <laughs> All right, scare factors next. Jake, hit us for scare factors. Uh, pretty scary, though relatively unbelievable, I guess, concept. But the way they implement it is very, very well done. Um, there's something that I just like about the doom and gloom that this kind of brings with it. You can't really escape it. That feeling of inevitability is pretty heavy. And then you mix that with a few jump scares that are in there that are, I think pretty well done and just the general dread that this movie carries with it throughout. Uh, it's going to be a pretty high score as well. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I gave it a six. Um, I think the dread is there. Um, you feel it the whole time you're, you're on your toes. It's, it's creepy. I don't think there's none of the jump scares really did anything for me. I don't think I, I, I know we rag on jump scares a lot, but sometimes they work really well. I, I like them a lot. Sometimes you need someone there to give you a jolt, and nothing did that for me in this movie. So it, it's a six. It's a great creepiness that it builds throughout the whole thing, and it just, uh, yeah, six. Creepiness. I'm curious, Creep Jack. Enus. I can think of basically only one jump scare, which is at the boathouse. What other yeah. one mm, was So there? there's some other stuff in just, like, I think the one in the house, yeah. uh, initially, oh, that's yeah. True. Where it's like where lurking it's, behind it's, the chick? Yeah. In the doorway? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's good point. And there's a when couple she of first scenes... sees the girl in the kitchen, too, and she's like pissing herself. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's two in relatively short order there. And then the tall guy. See, here's the thing. I think all three of those worked pretty well for me. I did too. They they worked fine. They just didn't, they didn't look jump scares are a visceral thing and they didn't make me jump. That's true. It is purely like an emotional reaction. If it doesn't click with your subconscious, then there's not much you could do to like (laughs) justify it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think this movie is very scary from an intellectual standpoint. This is one of the movies that the more I think about, the scarier it gets. <clears throat> yeah, because it's just horrifying. Because even if you did trap it in something, you'd always yeah, be worried. Yeah, it's just there's always something out there. It could be on the other side of the planet. It could be next door that is walking basically directly toward you. And its pure drive is just to rip you limb from limb. Like, that is a very yes. cool concept. Yes. As yeah. far as the execution of the movie, uh, I guess, I, I like, it's a very tense movie. But there's, kind of like we already said, there's only a few moments that are uh, scary, scary. I ended up giving this a six. I I do think this is a scary movie, but I've also talked to many people who were expecting this to be more of a thrill ride and were pretty much let down by that expectation. And as a result, I I think it does have to get hampered a little bit. I also think six is a pretty high score. It is. It is. And Hmm. like I said, theoretically, this thing is terrifying. And to my own... Oh my personal God. Yeah. to my own personal rating scale, it's pretty high. But I'm also including yeah. the other feedback that I've gotten on this. Why sure, are sure, you sure. including feedback you've gotten? This is a personal rating. It's a personal rating, but I've always looked at these as a means of how well we would think. recommend this to other people. That's I mean that's fine, but how and I guess the other thing I forgot to mention is to you is how scary it is to you, not how scary it is I, to someone else. Okay got to mention in scare factor is how inevitable it feels it really makes it feel oh, yeah. super inevitable yes. you feel yeah, like just the yes. concept that you could be like hanging out at, as like a 47 year old or like like a 65 exactly. year old it's it's two days before you retire <laughs> and all of a sudden some chick is walking at you from your like retirement party and she just fucking rips your head off literally Think about yeah. that, man. Yeah. This follows you because if it works down the chain far enough, it's yeah, coming. Exactly, for you. exactly. It's fucked up. Yeah. Man. All right. Um, effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. So Jake, hit us with that score. Yeah. Um, when effects are used in this movie, which is not all the time, they are used extremely well. We mentioned the car yeah. crash scene. You have to give it to the sound effects and really the score. I mentioned earlier, this is one of my favorite horror scores I can remember. Um, it's hard to give this like an extremely, an extremely high score because it's relatively on the judicious lack thereof side. Like most of the time, it's just somebody who's naked, right? You just have like a naked dude on a roof or sure. a naked girl like walking at the camera. They kind of like painted gate uh, eyes that had been gouged out on a guy like there's not a ton happening, but what everything that does happen is done to good effect. So I, while I can't give it the highest score, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, I'm probably going to give this a seven too. I was vamping seven. Seven. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> I gave it a upper nine. echelon oh, of movies we've reviewed. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. A nine. Yeah, I give it a nine for effects or judicious lack thereof. I think this is a movie that clearly can do the effects. Like, it hits you right off the bat with the broken in half legs at the knees backwards, which looks awesome. Uh, it looks it okay. It can do it super well. I think it well. looks pretty good. I thought it looked great. Okay. Yeah. 
And then it knows when to use them and when not to use them to blow out its budget. And that's the exact definition of judiciously not using them when it can't. Yes. Um, yes. Two million dollar movie. Worth noting. Two million dollars. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, then some of the effects are when it's on the beach pulling her hair, but it's invisible there. That's super that cool. Um, when it's in the pool and they throw the sheet over it, that works pretty well too. I, I just think it's a nine. They they can do it, but they know when not to, and that works for me. Okay, interesting. How about this you, is Mark? a pretty big swing for us. Um, I agree with almost everything you just said. The practical effects they do are good. The costuming is interesting. The set design is is very solid. Very very solid. Uh, yeah, that house is really. Fucking we didn't cool. even really talk about the fact that like the background design of her room where where they're trying to like illustrate all of the issues that teenage girls and well teenagers go through uh but all that aside i knocked it down quite a bit because there's some pretty ridiculous cg in here uh specifically i actually knocked it a little bit for the scene that you guys said you liked at the very end the blood in the water i think it it's an interesting shot but effects wise it looks like shit uh also under the water the bullets flying through looks pretty that that's one of the reasons it didn't get it. Also, the yeah. when they're in the boathouse and the bottom half of the door explodes is very blatantly computer animation. <laughs> so there's a few points in there scattered throughout and notably like in the middle of the scary scenes that don't look great. I, I, I still think it looks good as a whole, but I ended up giving this a five. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, that leaves us with overall. So Jake, this was your pick. Hit us with the overall. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I really like right. this movie. Um, is it a classic in the grand scheme of things? I don't know, but it's definitely unique enough that I think anyone who is interested in horror should watch it as a modern example of the genre. Uh, I can't think of anything quite like it, and it hit me the right way. That's for damn sure. I'm going to give it a seven, um, and I think that's bumping it up a little bit from what I would have given it upon first viewing. This is a good movie. It's really fun to watch. It's just, there's there's a lot of shit going on. And I think my first viewing, maybe in my second one, I wasn't willing to just sit back and enjoy the ride that this takes you on, which is a good fucking ride. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's well done. I couldn't be more excited to see what this guy does uh, with the, in the future with horror movies. And, yeah. And it's just, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's a good movie. Definitely worth a watch. Well, um, you hope he's going to yeah. be in horror movies. That's the I first so. of all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or do, you know, the James Wan thing of horror, then not horror, then back to horror if you want. Uh, yeah. But, like, broad <laughs> horror. <laughs> How about you, Mark? Overall. Overall, uh, I look, I totally agree with you guys. I think it's a seven and a half at least. Um, I would be tempted at to least. bump this up. Well, here's the thing. I think that's a pretty good score for what it what is. What are you giving it? Objectively, that's what I'm giving it. Subjectively, I want to bump it up higher because I feel like <laughs> okay. it hit me really well. Mark's having an argument with his brain right now. I know, I know. It's hard being (laughs) me, okay? Um, This movie is super interesting from almost every standpoint. Like, the actual execution of the film is good. The score is amazing. But then, on top of all that stuff, you have the thought process that sticks with you of, like, you can't help but throw yourself into the situation and be like, how would I address this demon that's, that's coming at me? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and as a result, like this one sticks with you really, really, really well. It's a little bit of a slow burn. Fine. Whatever. I don't mind that at all. I, I think that's, 
I, I would be very inclined to recommend this movie, and I have to many people. Yes. Um, the other thing that's interesting about it is, so like we said earlier, it came out sort of at the same time as Babadook. Um, both of those were heavily metaphorical movies. Uh, and I, I yeah. do like what it's do. I think it does a better job of doing the metaphor thing than the Babadook does. Um, <laughs> one thing that's interesting... I like the Babadook so much better if it was just a monster movie and not a metaphor. Yeah, I, I actually very much agree with that. Also, if that kid were much less of an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, but one thing that's interesting about this movie, and actually the Babadook's in the same boat, is... People have like, there's like 20 different theories on what the thing is actually supposed to be a metaphor for. So I'm at, we're just going to settle this right now. Uh, I want both mm. of you to pick a number between one and 10. And I've already come up with a, a, a wheel of metaphors and we're going to figure this one out. So each of you give me a number. <laughs> uh, uh, seven. Jake. Eight. Pick seven. Eight. Eight. Fuck you fuck okay, you well, i something so, price is right bitch <laughs> so uh we're gonna spin the metaphor wheel and it's good that is the price is right sound. uh, uh so Jay, that gives us that the this movie is actually believe it or not a metaphor for the struggle of the common man against the oppressive regime of cable companies <laughs> it's a scientifically perfect system guys i i don't know how else we could have come up with that all right mark well well done you figured yeah. it out? Done. You goddamn The salute. definitive answer. And the other thing we have to do <clears throat> is our growing, fledgling, you could say, segment of lowest score, oh, yeah. high score. I totally forgot about this. Why are you watching this movie with your buddies and having beers if you gave it the highest score? Which I think, Mark, you and I both gave it a seven and a half. Okay. I should Fuck, know. I gave this the lowest score at a seven? <laughs> Jesus. So, first We're of not all, a very diverse crew, no, guys. First of all, Jack, why? Why not? Why not? I mean, one reason's a pretty easy go-to reason, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with that one. Look, because this is a movie you wanna focus on. This is a movie you wanna get drawn into. Mm-hmm. Having other people around drinking beers, hanging out with your buddies, that, that's gonna distract you from what's going on here. You wanna pay attention to all this stuff. You wanna see the beer cans hanging from the house, the abandoned house clanking around so you know it's a corporeal thing that has to crawl in through a window. Two, it's just kind of a weird movie. And and like I don't know that you need to be Look, this is hard for me because I do want to drink beers and watch this. With no, I get buddies, it. I, I understand. I think it would hit you very differently. Yeah, yeah, in a no, room definitely. Full of bros, be a way I don't feel like because this look, one goes over so well. Yeah, clearly the three of us we spent we got pretty blue this episode. We'd spend a lot of time just making dumbass jokes, yep. and that would take away from the viewing experience of this movie. So that's why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I think at the same time, like why you, one of the main reasons why you would is because this is a movie that is chalk the fuck full of those scenes where <laughs> we've all said it this episode look behind you and you as a room are going to be in chorus just like the whole fucking that time. would be yeah yeah so, that'd be a cool experience that'd be fun. yeah i mean yeah. look i think we all like this movie mark is there are there any other reasons you want to add i mean 80s synth legend of zelda music oh god yeah <laughs> rock Absolutely. out to that shit yeah yeah and hey, if you want to get blue, I'm not here to judge. There's America. yeah, you, you there's plenty of room <laughs> to get ahead. blue if you want to. Yeah, there's a lot of naked ladies in this movie. Yeah, get blue. There's almost none. There's some. There's a <laughs> non-zero amount. <laughs> cut. Hit cut. So we've reviewed It Follows, and uh, I think we've come up with the definitive answer on 
what it's a metaphor for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've all been drinking a fair little bit. This is take four of my intro to this segment, if you need <laughs> any proof of that. And so we want to keep hanging out. So I think what we're going to do is continue talking about the uh, the movies that the other two idiots on the thing recommended for us in the A to Z Horror Awards Omnibus Show Spectacular. Spectacular. Awards Spectacular. I almost got there. God damn it. Yeah, well. <laughs> that is a good thing so, to be uh, doing, considering that's what we've always planned on doing. Yeah. So you think I, I like correctly, that. Jack. You think correctly. Good. That's not often the case. So, uh, Jake, no. why don't you uh, kick us off here? Pick a movie that either Mark or I recommended for you and uh, roll with it. What'd well, you I did Mark's last week, so that leaves me with yours, Jack. All right. You recommended me They Look Like People. And Yes, I did. You want to give me a quick rundown on why you recommended that movie to me, please? Yes, I do. And I first would like to note that this movie is one of the ones upon which I randomly stumbled because it was on Netflix. That, again, shocking. And it happened in my queue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched it. And this movie seemed like a lot of shit you like. It's really introspective, really personal, really one guy going through some shit with some external stuff that might be psychological stuff, a little bit of a slow burn, but shot well enough and with enough other interesting stuff going on that I thought you'd really like it. That seems to be your kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you did. You do not think wrong. I mean, we can see <laughs> the records will show where I <laughs> rate movies highly, and typically that is the bag, uh, which is mine, I guess. But I think watching this movie, like, you definitely hit the nail on the head in terms of the pacing and psychological aspects of what a film that I enjoy has. Like, I really liked the way this was acted. I liked yeah. the pacing at which, you know, it progressed. Definitely less is more heavily psychological. There was a ton of atmosphere in this thing, and there was a lot of heart, which I really appreciated. Uh, it had all that. I really enjoyed it. And I think, like, if I had to think about it now and compare it to another movie like The Invitation, which got my movie of the year nod for 2016. Yeah. The big difference, and I'm going to refrain from, like, massive spoilers right now because we've exited that segment, although no one's left if they... <laughs> like, no one's left if, if they don't didn't want spoilers. Uh, if, the thing is, like, this doesn't really leave much room at the end, in my opinion, for speculation on the way in which things happen and it doesn't really go yeah it doesn't really go in the decision it makes doesn't really go in a way that like is horror related it has such a very specific point that it is getting across i like that but at the same time like it's not as much in the genre as other movies like even the invitation are in my opinion sure Sure, okay. Yeah, I could definitely buy that. Because um, ultimately, I, I did... here's the spoiler. If you're still here and you don't want the spoiler, fast forward 15 second, seconds, hit your little button. This is a movie about mental health, and that's really all it is. Yeah, it is It is a metaphor for mental health, and that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, now, now, let me ask you this. Did you, overall, you liked it? Yeah, overall, I did like it. Um, I would recommend this to anyone. Mark, I don't think has seen it. Mark, I'd recommend this to you. Yeah, I literally just took that was my, gonna be my next question. So was, yeah, he took his headphones off because he didn't, he didn't want to. He didn't want to hear the spoiler. Um, I was I was going to recommend. I was going to ask you, would you recommend this to Mark? Because I wasn't sure. I was on the fence about whether um, or not Mark would like. No, it. No, I would. I think it's just a pretty well put together film, especially for being such a little indie piece. Uh, 
it's more unique than most you see. And I do like the dynamic that you have. Like, you feel a connection between the characters there, the two main yeah, characters. Yeah, and I think both those actors do a tremendous job. Yeah, I mean, there are obviously qualms I have with it. I think that in my rating for Cutting Room, I've already, this has already been posted now, I gave it a 7. Uh, yeah. And that's mostly because of it's the way it fits into, like, the horrorness of a movie. But, yeah, it's something that I would recommend. I think it helps expand the genre. I think we've talked about movies in that way before, and that's a good way to describe this one as well. So that's where I'm going to go with this one. I understand why you recommend it. It's a good recommend. Thank you. Uh, Keep moving along. I'm I'm glad my blindly stumbling through the hellscape that is horror movies on free streaming sites. You know. Or I guess not free, but... um, Blind squirrel. Now that I've paid for them, therefore. You know, you know, yeah. Jack. It, it's funny. I'm just going to take the mantle here. It's it's funny that you talk about blindly stumbling through Netflix, because uh, I'm going to talk about the what you recommended to me as my uh, top one, <laughs> which was their watching, uh, which I believe yeah. you also stumbled upon blindly, probably drunkenly on Netflix. Uh, le- uh I mean. History would say likely <laughs> drunkenly, but I don't actually remember. Why you? Why did you recommend this one to me? Look, the easy answer, because it's okay. found footage. But but way more than that, because the start, the first half of this movie was one of my favorite things ever in the conceit of being a fake House Hunters show. Mark, I know you to be a person who watches a lot of HGTV, or at least some, at least has that <laughs> I don't know why you would know associated me as that, because I don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Eh, That's awesome. Eh. Okay. You watch a lot of HGTV, trust me, man. <laughs> I know you better than you know yourself. Yep. But I, I just thought that the, like, you'd really enjoy the humor associated with the fake HGTV show, but then also the genuine horror elements they mix into that. I think it does a really good job blending the two, at least for the first half of the movie. So I thought that's why, that's why I picked it for you. Solid. I mean, to your credit, I, I did very, very much like this movie. Um, I'd have to think about it a little bit uh, this versus uh, Borderlands slash The Final Prayer over which of these two was actually my favorite but um, they're they're both pretty close and it's interesting because they both take like very bold choices <laughs> oh yeah both of them oh, are yeah. So, yeah, both of, I, we don't really want to spoil this movie I yeah, think no, I, don't, I don't I'm know. gonna leave this one alone uh, but I will say that both it of these makes a big decision it's interesting you guys I don't know what you guys think of me, but both of you recommended this, like, it's a found footage movie that is a solid, like, 90% of it is just a normal found footage movie that's really well put together and is interesting. (laughs) And then the last bit is just, like, fucking balls to the wall lunacy happening. (laughs) So, I'll let Jack respond to this as well, but we talked about it with with the borderlands and the main reason that I chose that is because I want something that's not just like, Hey Mark, I recommended this solely because it's found footage. It's Hey Mark, I recommended this because it's found footage. And I know you're a fan and you should check out the fuck this thing does. <laughs> like it has to be something a little bit different, right? Well, we're sure. getting, we're getting a little a- off absolutely. topic with this, but that's funny. You say that because what your actual recommendation was, your number one recommendation for me was just a found footage movie. We'll talk about that in a week, but that one did not take the risks that either of these <laughs> Uh did. No, I I disagree with that. We can talk about that, though. Okay, we'll shelve it. When Spoilers we get there. for yeah, next week's go. episode. Plug. 
But I can definitely see why, Jack, you really fucking like this movie. Because there were multiple scenes in the bar, well, in, in Moldovia, where they're just like... Moldovia. <laughs> where they're just like hanging out with the locals and they're playing fiddle song. Like the one dude is just inexplicably good at the fiddle and everyone's slamming down liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a few moments in the scene where I was just like, this is exactly how we would handle ourselves on a trip abroad. Yeah, this movie just has a lot going on. Like, I love the fake House Hunters elements. I think on a previous podcast, I tried to sing the House Hunters theme song, and that didn't That's go true. well. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah, I just sang Celebrate yeah. by Cool and the Gang. But um, I think that part works really well. I think the characters are really believable throughout a lot of it. And, and then it just, look, it does get fully bananas. Um, that yeah. does happen. Yeah. But I loved this movie. I thought it was great. And I'm glad to hear you liked it, Mark. Overall, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, I thought it was very fun. Uh, the one thing that I keep getting hung up on is I can't for the life of me figure out how they titled this movie. Yeah. No, I I don't. That's what, Like, when I watched this, I went back and I was like, why the fuck is it called this? Yeah. Why is it called They're Watching? Yes. Uh, wildly <laughs> nonsensical. That was some, like, random marketing firm. I mean, I guess it could... Well, I don't want to get too far into the into spoiler territory. I guess I could see why they would go that route, but, like, honestly... Look, it's pretty clear that their choice number one and two for titles were either already horror movies or unacceptable for some other reason, so they went with choice <laughs> yeah, number Yeah, they didn't three, look good in the font they wanted to use. Which sort of almost fits if you cram yeah. it in. I mean... It's either a very, very smart choice. If it is, then that's awesome, and I appreciate it. Or it's an incredibly stupid choice, which it probably is. And I, I'm indifferent yeah. toward it. So, worst case scenario, I'm indifferent right. toward it. I, I do recommend you watch this. It's free on Netflix if you have streaming. So, give it a watch. Whatever. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Jack. Which leaves me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about, Jake, your recommendation for me. Yeah. Uh was i think this was your top recommendation for me i don't know one of the two you recommended we're about to, to me. find out <laughs> um i i watched uh, the interior okay, uh, which that... is a movie you recommended to me so hit me with why you chose this for me yeah so that was the runner-up it was not the official recommend okay uh which it's funny because both of you have now talked about one of my recommends and both of you chose to talk about my runner-up um <laughs> i recommended this movie mostly because of the tried and true in your case someone getting fucked with in the woods <laughs> yeah. genre that this falls the fuck yeah. into can we uh, add that as a subgenre yeah. it probably yeah. should be it probably should be this some falls, kind of camping yeah this falls heavily into that and i don't think at risk of spoiling too much with this one i think we might actually have to get into some spoiler discussion with this i don't know how we're going to do it we'll figure it out but what I wanted to talk about, and I think I've mentioned it, is that the thing that I think this one does really well on that side of things is its night footage, in my opinion, is fucking phenomenal. Like, really, really yeah. unique and well done. And I love the way that helps create the world that it's ultimately trying to build. The other unique aspect is that it is one of those kind of two-part films where those two things are very, very different animals and <laughs> it can hit you in a weird way. And it hit me in a weird way. Um, can't say I loved the first half, but the product that I was able to get out of the second half was so worthwhile that I just had to give that recommend is basically what it boiled down to. That's probably what kept sure. it from being the official recommend. And okay. Know, it, it okay. The runner up. So yeah, this is, I, I totally get why you recommended this for me. It's, Right up my alleyway, uh, for the most part. Alleyways. It was, 
I really dug it. Um, it's a weird movie. It's also, it's a super independent movie, right? It's clocking in at a weird time. It's like an hour and 26 minutes or something. Like, it's a, I don't know. 80 not even minutes. Not, no, it's shorter than 80 minutes, I think. It's clocking in. I'm drunk. I don't know times. It's a weird, it's clocking in at a weird time. I'll look it up I for think. you, buddy. Um, all right. Well, I'll keep talking then. I'll keep rambling. Um, but the, the movie was great. Um, I had a lot of problems with it, most of which were that the night vision that you're talking about was awesome. Yeah. But it was ruined because a lot of the scary night vision shit that's happening is accompanied by, they take away all the sound and just play mildly creepy classical music. The score was interesting. And I, I don't want that. The scenes, yeah. almost all of this movie has no score whatsoever, and it's just silent. Yeah. And it's it's him alone in the fucking wilderness, and I loved that. That scene where he's eating, like, his yeah. mountain house package in the rain, yeah. sitting at the edge of his tent, and it's just yeah. silent. And it lingers on that for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. is awesome, and it builds such a cool atmosphere. And then it just took all that and shat on it by having this weird classical music and the scariest Yeah, scenes. the piano score was a little bit weird at times. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this movie has the most effective jump scare I've seen in quite some time. Me too. And I will never not think about that. It was a ever. holy fuck. <laughs> ever I in gotta, my I life, ask. I will never not think I, about I that. I haven't seen this yet, so please don't spoil anything, but like... Yeah. Is that a jump scare? Then, Like, I guess it is a jump scare because I'm sure the way it's portrayed in the movie is a jump scare, but to me, like... Jump scares don't generally linger with you. Oh, uh, this one does. Well, <laughs> this is inarguably a jump scare, and it, it lingers definitely lingers. I don't know okay. if it's, again, just like we're both affected by the you're outdoors, but the way it violates you and everything that you feel so sanctuary unique. in, on the, in yeah. the outdoors is haunting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and I've some problems with this movie in terms of his reaction to stuff, but that's, that's sure. all whatever. There's a lot of stuff. I, I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. And I guess the um, other, the other part of this, the other piece to the puzzle, and we don't want to get too much into this because some of the listeners might want to watch this. And I know Mark probably will at the end of this, yeah. but uh, this has a heavily psychological bend as well. Yeah. So like you're saying, I mean, I, you don't really know <laughs> <laughs> how much of this is happening it takes a while yeah. yeah you don't know how much of this is happening let's just say it i don't think that ruins anything no and this isn't a movie you can come into half-assed this isn't a movie you can sit down and have something else on your mind or be doing anything else you gotta no. sit and you watch this, yeah, this you thing? Have to... no way i would not recommend like, watching this movie with your buddies and having beers. I wouldn't recommend that for a lot of movies, like doing something else. But yeah. this one, just don't bother watching this one unless you're going to focus on it. Yeah. It's a big screen, big sound, no lights. Get through the first half and you will be rewarded, is my I, opinion. See, I liked the first oh, half. Oh, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I saw the trailer. And the trailer was all, there was a little bit from the first half. It set the stage. Yeah, how'd for, you find this thing? Uh, I don't remember. I oh, good. no, I think that I saw. So I think what happened is I was perusing. I think I was looking at Amazon, right? And I just saw this movie. It was like in my recommends, and it was like the interior, and it had kind of an interesting looking poster. Because, very indie because in you bought way. Black Mountainside. I I honestly think that's <laughs> why. Um, 
And so I was like, what the hell is this with the interesting poster? And it's called The Interior, and it's recommended to me. And I just, like, Dr. Googled it real quick, pulled up a trailer, watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't watched this. And so I did. <laughs> yeah. I, it was basically yeah. blind, and that's the best way to go into a horror movie, right? So, so sure. Um, yeah. Where is where is this available? Yeah. Amazon. I rented it on Amazon. Yeah. Or was it is it free on Amazon? I, uh, I know. I paid for that rent yeah yeah i think i, I think yeah. i rented it like 2.99 to rent yeah or whatever. it's not it's not a big it's not a big cost i find it worth it um for me personally the first half was a bit tough but i felt rewarded and jack apparently liked the first half yeah the first half and, the first half is a bit of like an art house comedy yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's as, as with film. many of the <laughs> as with many of the jump scares on my top five of all time i'm gonna have to sit with it for a while to figure out where it lands and how effective it continues to be. But I think this is, this, this, like, this is in contention for number one all time. <laughs> it's going to be, I'll think about it when I'm backpacking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might yeah. go watch and this movie we... like right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. Did you figure out how long it, it is? Take? It is exactly 80 minutes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is a long one. This has been episode, what, 23 now of the A to Z Horrorcast? Yeah. Coming at you from a to zhorror.com, shockingly. That's a hyphen Z Horror, not the two, because Thank we're you. good at naming Thank things. Uh, also <laughs> brought to you by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you guys like Woo-hoo! what you hear, give the podcast a like. Follow us on either Twitter or the Horror Amino app. Hang out with us on there. Let us know if you guys have any questions or recommended movies that you think we should take a, a watch. That we should take a watch. That we should watch. <laughs> And just let us know what you, want, what you guys want to see in the future. Uh, we're definitely open to watching anything from all quarters of the horror genre, as is probably evidence from this discussion we just had. The music's coming at you from space. That's space without the A. And next week, we're going to try to make a connection between this week's movie, It Follows, and what's next. Mark, you'll have to explain that. Dead silence. Yep. <laughs> That's coming at you next Monday. And until then... Go get your buddies, grab some beers, and watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everyone. Mark, you motherfucking piece of fucking god shit, fuck!